scriptures with me. We're putting God first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach, and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King, and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Woo woo. party people this is tracy steph and melody and we are here reporting on our last week so we are going to start off with content so we had the challenge the challenge this past week was to listen to uh something from general conference and listen to it potentially up to three times so i I'm happy to kick this off unless somebody else wants to start. Go for it. Okay, I'll start us off. I was like, I'm on a roll right now, so I might as well just keep going. So I listened to two different talks. I think I did listen to the one three times, but I definitely listened to The Doctrine of Belonging by Elder D. Todd Kirstock. B. Todd Christofferson. And the reason why I chose this talk was because when I joined General Conference in the first weekend of October, I had just had my retrieval of my eggs at that point. And they had expected to get 10 to 15 eggs, and I only got four eggs. And when the teacher, when, and when the teacher, and when, um, and when uh, my doctor had come in, she was like, oh, I'm just super sorry to tell you this, but we only got four eggs. And I was like barely coming out of like the, off the, um, Anastasia. And I think it was an interesting way because for me, I was like, four eggs is still four eggs, right? It's still four eggs. Anything can happen with four eggs. But she just, she knew that that wasn't what we were expecting. And so she's trying to express condolences for that. But anyway, it's just an interesting experience because then it kind of, I was bummed out about my four eggs. And so when I got home, I slept and slept off the, slept off the, the additional um, anesthesia. And then when I came to, it was like 3.40 by that time. So I jumped on to general conference at that point. And the one I got to was the doctrine of belonging. This is literally when I entered. I entered at the exact time when Elder Christofferson tells this specific story. So I'm going to read this part of the story. So it says here, Sister Jody King wrote of her own experience of past years. I never felt like I didn't belong at church until my husband, Cameron, and I began struggling with infertility. children and families who had typically brought me joy to, to see a church now started causing me grief and pain. I felt buried without a child in my arms or a diaper bag in hand. The hardest Sunday was, one our, was our first one in a new ward. Because we didn't have kids, we were asked if we were newlyweds. When we planned on starting a family, I'd gotten pretty good at answering these questions without letting them affect me. I knew they weren't meant to be hurtful. However, on that particular Sunday, answering those questions wasn't, was especially hard. We had just found out after being hopeful that we were yet again not pregnant. I walked into Sacramento meeting feeling downtrodden and answering this, those typical get to know you questions was hard for me. 
But it was Sunday school that truly broke my heart. The lesson intended to be about the divine role of mothers quickly shifted gears and became a venting session. My heart sank and tears silently flowed down my cheeks as I heard women complain about a blessing I would give anything for. I bolted out of church at first. I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to experience that feeling of isolation again. But that night, after talking with my husband, we knew we would keep attending church, not only because the Lord has asked us to, but also because we both knew that the joy that comes from renewing covenants and feeling the spirit of church surpasses the sadness I felt that day. Anyway, and I, I just like, that was literally when I entered. Like, that story was beginning when I got on. And I just thought about it. And I'm like, what a tender mercy, you know? Like... Um, and so I listened to that talk again for the first time I listened to the whole thing and then I read it and I love this part it says in the church there are widowed divorced and single members those who's found with family members who have fallen away from the gospel people with chronic chronic illnesses or financial struggles members who experience same-sex attraction members working to overcome the addictions to overcome addictions or doubts recent converts new move-ins empty nesters and the list goes on and on. The Savior invites us to come unto him. No, no matter our circumstances, we come to church to renew our covenants, to increase our faith, to find peace, and to do as he did perfectly in his life. Minister to others who feel like they don't belong. And I just, like, the whole talk, basically the whole premise of it, and what I found to be so profound about it, was that he says, excessive focus on our personal needs or our own comfort can frustrate the, that sense of belonging. And so, like, the way we actually belong is by serving. And by extending ourselves, like those are the things that actually help us to feel connected. And so I feel like that's definitely been true in my experience is when I've like put myself into those positions to connect and to actually make that effort. That's when I feel connected. And so um, I really appreciated listening to this again and looking at it again. And there was a lot more to it this time for me. But all I remember was that story. And it's another reminder to me about like the power of a story and how much like our stories can stay with us and something else can just like go ebb and flow, but like stories stay with us. So that was my experience with the challenge for this week. First of all, I don't know how to follow that up. Second of all, <laughs> can I share something that I learned in church a couple weeks ago that this, this really stuck with me. I know this doesn't have to do with the challenge, but um, I just wanted to share this. So I was in my grandparents' ward. They have their mission homecoming, and um, their ward is awesome. Anyways, um, they had a lesson on, in really society, it was on a spiritual vending machine. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard this before. Uh, this is the first time I've ever heard it. But um, the teacher talked about how a lot of us see blessings as the spiritual vending machine like if i go to church i'm gonna put my money in i'm gonna go to church and i'm gonna pick my blessing i'm gonna pick boop, husband or boop, boop, kids or i'm gonna pick this or i'm gonna pick this and she's like it doesn't work that way we do what god has asked us to do and then he chooses the blessing for us and i think we for we forget that we we just look at what we don't have and and we get angry and we're like i'm going to church i'm reading my scriptures i'm doing all the things i'm supposed to be doing so why aren't you giving me this god does bless you when you're doing the right things he does bless you it's just not always in the way that you want him to bless you everyone anyways i really like that and in the same talk she talked about how or in the same lesson, she talked about how God is a, 
he's not a one skittle god so like when you put in a quarter and twist it you know or if you read your scriptures um he's not he's not going to give you one skittle he's going to give you a whole cup of skittles even if you just do something little even if you just read one word in your scriptures it's not like he's just going to bless you a little bit even if you do something little he's going to give you a whole cupful if you do more than reading one word in your scriptures he'll give you two cupfuls or three cupfuls he'll give you even more but it's not like we just do a little bit and he just blesses you a little bit if you're doing the best you can if you're putting any effort at all god is going to bless you tremendously and he's going to bless you how he chooses to bless you anyways i thought that was really awesome and there were there were a lot of women in that class who also talked about their struggles of infertility Mm -hmm. yeah it's rampant it's like a rampant thing so that's very relatable because there's lots of people who are struggling with it and i think also part of it too is that i really appreciate that that whole idea like god chooses the blessings right like he decides how those blessings come so it's it's opening our eyes to see what those blessings are as well and you know i think that sometimes too like we forget that other things in life i mean god is a god of miracles but our bodies and like you know what i mean like i think that would like that god can heal us or you can't make it but i think sometimes he lets things just go the course which is hard too or we're affected by other things and so but i love i love that analogy of the because it's so true i do think it people think it's like oh the spiritual vending machine but i also think sometimes the blessings are when you know that you're right with god you just feel better and you're able to fill your spirit you know like so yeah anyways. Good point. I, I also oh go ahead <laughs> I love all three of us are going um i just want to say tracy like i didn't want that to come across as like invalidating like well look at all your other blessings like i didn't want it to come across like that i just thought it was a cool analogy that i wanted to share i think it was perfect that was exactly what yeah. you said. i loved it and trace thanks for sharing what you did i feel like so to be honest i listened to it i listened to a talk i think i i for sure listened to two but i think i listened to another one i just don't remember if it was monday or tuesday after this challenge was um, and I don't really remember, I'm going to be honest, even today, the talk I listened to, I was driving home, my mind was not there, um, and it was a different one than the one before, but you sharing this story and you sharing your experience, like, that's what, like, invited the spirit in. And I think that that's also a good reminder is sometimes when we're listening stuff, but we aren't really like in it um or you're doing different things i don't know like it is powerful when it's like it's like wow this is like what i needed at that time thank you yeah it's for sure a tender mercy no doubt 100 percent was a tender mercy and i also think like i literally reviewed this right before I mean, I did it like at six o'clock. I started to review because I knew I wasn't going to remember. It's hard mm -hmm. to remember, I think, a lot of these things without reviewing them before we have like the conversation because I think yeah. the top of mind is just easy to forget. But I feel like when you have a, a specific experience, like an emotion attached to it, like I really attached to this story because most of the other things from conference, I can't really like tell you specifically, but I can just because like I had that emotion and that story yeah. like so it's made it a stronger memory for me too which is an mm -hmm. interesting insight too 
What about you, Melody? So um, I listened to half a conference talk. I listened to it in the morning when I was getting ready and it was time to go and I didn't finish it. And honestly, this is, this is where I'm at right now. I'm actually, I'm really proud of myself for listening to half a conference talk. Um, I'm trying to be good at recognizing the little wins and being proud of myself for doing what I did instead of being myself up for not, not doing it perfectly. And so I'm proud of myself for listening to half of a conference talk. I have, you know, I used to be really good at listening to conference talks. I'd usually listen through all of conference, like two or three times before next conference. Um, I would just put it on like while I was getting ready in the morning and while I was driving and then podcasting came along and now there's all these good podcasts that I want to listen to and that, that are way more fun and way more entertaining. Right. Um, and I kind of, I fall out of the habit and I'd like to pick it back up again, but I do want to talk about my experiences that I had when I was consistently listening to general conference. Um, I never remembered the talk and I never remembered who was giving the talk, but I would listen to the talks over and over and over again. And what I noticed is phrases and words would pop into my head when I needed them. And I, I would remember, Oh, this story or this thing. And, and it really added light to my life and extra guidance and inspiration as these phrases and, and just reminders popped into my head just from listening to the talks over and over again. And there were a lot of things that didn't stick, but there are these phrases and these stories that did stick. And even to this day, um, I, I remember a lot of the phrases. I remember a lot of the stories that uh, that that still helped me in my day-to-day -day life. So there, I am a big believer in listening to general conference even if you're not absorbing all of it just have it on in the background you'll pick up little things yeah i think i love that because i feel like that's sort of the truth about you know when we actually we envelop ourselves in these things then they become accessible to us at other times when we're not listening mm -hmm. to those words and that's the power of scripture that's the power of general conference that's the power of the words of the prophets, all those things is that they can be accessible to us at other times when we need them. And also when we don't need them, they just come to us, right? It's just a cool thing. Yeah. Okay, well, I wanted to share one thing also. I had just listened to, I was literally crying before I got on this because I watched this video about Wilford Woodruff. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the conversion story of Wilford Woodruff. You might have even watched this church video years ago, but Wilford Woodruff, uh, he was, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, it's just kind of a beautiful story in regards that one of his neighbors growing up would come to the home and he would share how he had found these things through his scriptural study about what Christ's church looked like. And he had discovered that there was, you know, baptism by immersion and that there were apostles and prophets. And he had discovered that there were uh, authority, right? Just all these things like he had figured out that were in Christ's church based on reading the Old Testament and the New Testament, and especially in the New Testament regarding what Christ had established when he came to the earth. And the fun thing about it is that he had a this older man mentors Wilford Woodruff, and Wilford Woodruff begins to like search and find out his own, he makes his own connections about what Christ's church has, and then his old his aging friend tells him i had a dream i was in this field 
and there were all these apple trees and suddenly they all just died and then and they like fell over and like swirled around and then these little brand new trees grew up and the true the new trees that grew were like they were healthy and he grabbed the fruit and started to like wanted to partake but the dream ended and the lord spoke to him and said you will not be the one who receives the fullness of the gospel but the next generation will and so he told Wilford Woodruff, Wilford Woodruff, that he would be somebody who would receive the fullness of Christ's church. And anyway, it's just this beautiful story about how he finds the church. Wilford Woodruff finds the church. Missionaries literally knock on his door. And he goes to this meeting later in the evening after he got home from working. And then um, he goes and he studies himself. And then he's baptized. And he writes a letter to this man who is literally on his deathbed. And he like, it's just this beautiful story. It's so beautiful. Anyway, and so it was just this awesome experience to like re, I've been revisiting some of the pioneer stories. And those are such faith promoting stories. There's so many beautiful stories there. They remind me of the sacrifice people made to like receive the gospel. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. So that's something I was listening to before this. And I'll link it in the show notes so people can check it out if they want to. And it's just a beautiful reminder, a good way to fill the spirit. And then our goals. So, uh, Steph, do you want to start off with how your goals went and what you're planning on for this next week? So I don't remember what I put as my goals, to be honest. I think I just put that I wanted to, like, focus on daily stuff. So I wrote a contract with Melody this last week. And <laughs> I feel like it's off to a good start. Um, so that's been nice. I was very specific. I have had a, a little um, obsession with the Kardashians, which is a little embarrassing. But every day I would check each one of the family's accounts, plus all their exes accounts. Like, I don't know. I just I claimed that I like seeing how they marketed. Let's be honest. Like, I just became obsessed. And so. <laughs> So, no judgment stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obsessed with their show. So in the, the like contract with Melody, it was like very specific, specific, like you can't look at these accounts on Instagram. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I feel like, um, like I've been plugging along with that. And then um, this week, what I want to focus on is... Um, like, I have felt like I haven't been getting ready. Like, I'm just putting my hair in a bun. And I don't feel as good. So I want to focus on making sure that I have time in the morning to do my hair to feel better. Awesome. I love that goal. So, a little grooming. Awesome. I love it. I think that's super important. Also, you mentioned a Marco Polo stuff. You were like, you said something like, you get it, right, Melody? Like, you watch, like, reality TV shows, and I never responded to that. Yes, I do. Jacob and I are obsessed with Survivor and also <laughs> Love is Blind. And even tonight, me and Jacob were, like, so two of the, like, main people who ended up getting married in Love is Blind, they got divorced a couple months ago, and we're like, Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I didn't know you watched the current season of Love, Love is Blind. All of them broke up. I feel like it was so annoying. Oh, we have it. Is there a new season? Wait, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about Divi? Divi? What's her name? <laughs> oh, we're talking about um, 
it was the girl i'm so bad at names the girl with the long black hair and then the guy who's blonde they were like one of the first ones to get married yes 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 i know who you're talking about that's the same thing yeah 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 Yeah. okay they got divorced i'm like i know that was sad (laughs) thank you for speaking my language and for being obsessed (laughs) with it no it really like i think that reality tv like this is what i was saying on the polo when I watch a TV show and my favorite character, like Mozzie from White Collar, or you know whatever it might be, or like Jim from The Office, I'm not Googling it after to see what they're doing in their life because I know it's fictional. And even though I know reality TV is fictional, at the same time, I don't. And I like Google people and follow up with them because I feel like after watching them for hours, we're their fr- we're friends. And maybe it's because when I podcast <laughs> with people, I feel like we're friends. And maybe I just feel like I'm going to podcast with them. I don't know. But I had a dream last night about Kim Kardashian and <laughs> I met her in real life. And I was like, you know, I've been like sober from TV for over a week and I'm still obsessing. Mama Shoal, <laughs> if you still listen to 52 weeks, I know you're going to be super disappointed. But yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. We it's we common. all have our guilty pleasures, yeah, right? Right. That and sometimes it's like gummy worms. That was my guilty pleasure. <laughs> like, why? Why am I eating gummy worms? So many gummy worms. Oh, gummy so worms. <laughs> anyway, gummy worms or Kim Kardashian, guys. Take right? your pick. Or, or love. Love is blind. We've got. Yeah. Okay, so Melody, what about you? I think. My goal for last week was sleep. Was that my goal? Usually I write down the goals, but I did it. And I usually write them down too for us. I didn't do it, so I don't know. I feel like I forgot because we had a little bit of longer of a gap this time. Um, I don't remember my goal. Shows how much I was focusing on it. But my goal for this week is sleep. So my goal is to be in bed by 1030, up by 7. And I discovered this. I feel like I never thought in my life that I would do something like this. And I say that like it's a really bad thing. 12-year-old Melody would be like, what the heck are you doing? Um, But I have struggled sleeping ever since I got married because my husband is a restless sleeper. Like he is tossing and turning all night long and it keeps me up all night long. And I have toyed with the idea of just like getting a different bed and putting it in a different room. And I just have been like, oh, but that's just, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to sleep in the same bed when you're married. And, and eventually we have this like rollout mat that we like use when we have guests stay the night. And there's one night where it's like, I can't do this. Like I need to sleep. So I, I rolled out this mat in my office and just slept on the mat in my office. And I got the best night's sleep that I've gotten in so long. So now I just sleep on a mat in our office. And and Jacob has been like, he's like, no, you can have the bed. And I honestly am so happy with the mat. And it's also the same room that I do massage out massages out of. So I have these like um, blackout curtains. And in our bedroom, there's a road in the backyard. So we hear like honking and cars all night long. And in this room, it's like, I don't hear any of that. We have blackout curtains and I'm sleeping so well. And I just told Jacob, like, we're probably going to have to have separate rooms for the rest of our marriage. That's just probably how it's going to work for us. And I'm okay with that. So 
I think that's brilliant that you figured out that. I think that's just so happy. It's not getting sports is terrible. It is. Yeah, it is terrible. So, you know, we get our cuddles and we cuddle on the couch and watch Survivor and then we go to our separate rooms and it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So do you, okay, sleep. Okay. So for me, uh, I think it was just tracking. I, I think I still just hit the goal of just like keeping my floors going and I've been tracking. So I did that this week and uh, regards to a goal for this week, I would really like this goal's too big right now. Right now that's too big of a goal. Uh, I would like to be hitting my 6,000 steps a day goal. That's it. Just making sure I'm hitting 6,000 steps. I'm not, um, just not moving as much. And so I need to just be moving at least my 6,000 steps. So that's going to be my floor goal. I love it. Yay. Go goals. Yay. Go goals. All right. Well, um, we appreciate that we got to get together. I wanted to love to say that we appreciated that we got together. It's really great. Um, (laughs) And uh, to those of you who would like to uh, complete the invitation, it's to listen to a talk from general conference uh, three times or one time or two times find another or just like listening to general conference and getting that uh, the blessings that come from listening to the words of the prophets. All right, we're signing out.